0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and I'm joined by my co host, Ed Carbajal. And on a weekly basis, we plan to bring you the biggest news and interviews in the world of combat sports. Ed, we survived another busy week. How's it on the New Jersey coast there?
1: Uh, I mean, (laughs) busy enough still. I mean, obviously, uh, I know uh early in the week paulie and uh lobov were training from the bkfc thing but uh obviously we're coming off of a huge weekend of, of, of a lot of fights um you were at the bellator right uh, that was friday night
0: yeah that kind of kicked everything off friday night uh here at the Pachanga uh indian reservation in temecula uh yeah i mean a fun night of fights uh didn't get the knockouts that i i i predicted uh on our prediction show but uh definitely was, was fun. Uh, night kind of kicked off with Joey Davis, one of their up and coming prospects that Bellator's taken under their wings, got a huge, uh, knockout early on in the prelims, uh, actually one of the actual prelims before the main card. That was fun to see. Uh, he's obviously interesting. You know, you got a, a wrestler that throws a lot of spinning kicks and uh, a lot of flashy stuff. So when somebody can do that and and has the takedown ability, he has, that's, that's going to open up a lot of doors and, uh, It'd definitely be interesting to see where his future goes with that. Uh, but after that, the main card kicked off, and uh, you know, uh, Joe Schilling uh, didn't get the knockout over Keith Barry. Barry was tough, fought a pretty smart fight, I, I thought. Uh, used some of his takedowns uh, to kind of neutralize Schilling, but but in the long run, Schilling got too many dominant positions and, and was able to bust up Barry pretty yeah. damn good. You uh, you caught that fight too.
1: Yeah, no. I was just gonna say that was the one that you said was like a local beef that they settled. Uh, so it was kind of a big deal for the for you guys in your area, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a, the crowd was into it. A lot of uh, a lot of Keith Berry fans there actually, uh, which wasn't surprising. But um, I, I would say the majority of the crowd was probably that were cheering uh, or that had a, a stake in the fight were on his side. But uh, but is just too good. Uh, he hit him early. Uh, in the first round he caught him really good and busted his eye up and then and then in the third round the the elbows and and ground and pound got to him and uh, put a lot of blood in the cage kind of a funny uh, little side note one of the Bellator Cup men I I don't know his name not not Matt Marsden but one of the other guys uh, Mm -hmm. came walking up and he was talking to somebody in front of me and I, he had missed that fight. I don't know if he was late getting to the event. I'm not, I'm not sure if he was in the back working with one of the earlier fighters who had been injured or or what. Maybe. But he came walking out and he goes, uh, he goes, "I smell blood." He <laughs> goes, uh, he goes, did, was, "Did somebody bleed a lot in the last fight?" And they, you know, obviously people looked over him and go, "Yeah, you know, Barry was was leaking like a stuck pig." And he goes, "Ah, I can smell the blood in the air." <laughs> you know, so it was kind of a just kind of a weird thing. And and I'm, I, you know, imagine being around that much blood. You probably. You probably do, um, yeah. but yeah. I, I, it kind of made me chuckle. But um, but after that fight, then we got the uh, world class fighter, Andre Korshkov, uh, yeah, against Mike Jasper, you know, uh, workman performance <laughs> by Korshkov. Uh, I felt like he probably kind of coasted after the first round and just wanted to make sure he got the win, ended up winning a unanimous decision.
1: Yeah, I found that odd, actually, you know, because I know that wasn't his original opponent. So I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I think that's a factor as far as being able to, I mean, these guys are all usually an alternate is already ready to fight. And, and most of these guys stay, stay semi ready and close to weight, you know, when they're uh, in that age group and, and at this level uh, in the sport. So I don't know why, but as I was watching it, I was actually, when I got out of training with my training partners, we were watching it at a pool hall and um, I kept saying to, uh, one of my, one of my buddies, uh, uh, Alex, I said to him, I said, Alex, I was like, I don't know why this is, this is taking so long. I, I thought, I thought Koreshkov would have uh, gotten a knockout, but I mean, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's, it's kind of messed up on my part to think that because these guys are always ready and it was, it was, it was a good fight. I mean, still the, the outcome I expected though.
0: Yeah. I mean, Koreshkov outclassed him. Um, jasper showed to be tough or in the first round i thought it was going to end in a knockout in the yeah. first uh, korshkov came out and and was uh seemed to be hurting him with some stuff but it just seemed like about midway through the second round he kind of just realized that he could basically just get through this fight not suffer any injuries not really risk anything and 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 maybe perhaps he realized jasper was a tougher out than uh than he expected and and just decided to grind out the victory, but he needed to get a win coming off the loss to Lima, uh, two losses in a row in the, in the, you know, the shark pit that is, uh, that is the Walterweight division in Bellator, yeah. uh, a win is remember, as- remember
1: when it used to be the bantamweight division. <laughs> I feel like that changed.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was bantamweight and then yeah. featherweight. And, and now it's, it's kind of Walterweight. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: you know, and, and, uh, so it was a big win for him. Uh, and then that brought us to the co-main event. And that was kind of the emotional fight of the night. Uh, Daniel Strauss for Shane
1: Cruchton.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know what to say, man. Strauss came out and looked outstanding. Yeah. Uh, heard him on the feet and, uh, ended up, uh, finishing him with a rear naked choke. Uh, from the crowd, it looked more like a little bit of a neck crank, um, or a, or a face crank, but, uh, I don't know what you, how you saw it. I know it's listed as a rear naked choke victory, but but either way, uh, I mean, if you would have told me he was going to come in and finish his opponent in a minute, yeah. you know, in a minute into the fight, I would have, uh, I probably would have told you I didn't think that was going to happen.
1: But no, I was. I mean, if you when we recorded last week and we talked about it, I was actually concerned, knowing what he went through with the accident and the recovery and the rehab, and it's just like, I mean, that just goes to show you, man. If you have the if you've got the will to to get back to, to your, your own space, uh, he proved right there that it, it's, it's definitely doable. I mean, you know, especially coming from being told you're not going to walk and stuff, let alone fight at that level professionally. So, I mean, God bless him.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's crazy to even think, I, I mean, for, for a perfectly healthy person who hasn't gone anything to get into the cage is crazy enough, but to have gone through that. And, and so quickly, I mean, we're not talking five years down the line after, you know, this is what 20 months ago or something like that. Two years ago. I mean, it's nothing, you know, a blink of the eye when it comes to going through something that, that crazy and that serious. So all props to Daniel Strauss. I mean, uh, I I don't really know where he, where he fits in. I don't know, uh, you know, where his opponent necessarily is. Um, But or was coming into that fight, but you know, it, it's, uh, it opens up a lot of doors. I mean, obviously he's a two time former champion, so yeah, who, who knows? But, uh, but again, hats off to him and, uh, and, and really a, uh, a great performance, you know, that opened the door for, uh, what very well might be Bellator's fight of the year uh, up until this point, a true <laughs> barn burner. Uh, we talked to Syed yeah. a couple weeks ago and, uh, the fight didn't end up going his way. Uh, in the judges' minds, uh, uh twenty nine, twenty eight, essentially two rounds to one. I, I think is the is the right call. Um, I did rewatch the fight, and I actually thought it was a little closer. Yeah. Uh, than when I was there live. Being there live, obviously the crowd was heavily behind him. Yeah. Um, and I just felt, and Gertz came out. And and dropped him early. I mean, thirty seconds, forty seconds. Into I the know.
1: Fight, yeah, that was. You,
0: you know, <laughs> caught caught him in the middle of a uh, of a firefight. Uh, a wad survived, and uh, you know that that might be where where you'd have to watch it again and, and see. That's a, it's a tough to take that round away from Gertz, but I almost felt like Awad controlled the rest of that that round. Yeah after about 45 seconds in. But when you see a guy, you know, drop a guy and, and land a little bit of ground and pound. So that first round was, a was, you know, kind of a, a Gertz getting it. And then Awad, I felt like kind of getting the momentum back. Second round, uh, kind of the same thing. Gertz came out strong and then Awad just took over, started throwing flying knees Yeah, and, and 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 waving him on. I mean, they stood in the middle of the ring and just, you know, they just swung on each other
1: yeah i mean talk about throwing caution to the wind which is weird because he's talked about it here before you know um but uh i guess i mean uh, not for nothing the the improve, he said he, he uh when he was on the our podcast you you saw it in this fight too i mean as far as um his uh ring awareness or cage awareness i forget what he referred to it as but you definitely saw that in, in those exchanges when they went and they started swinging at each other um that's one thing I mean, he talked about learning from his losses and things like that. So, um, uh, definitely an improvement as far as that goes. But I mean, when you got two guys going for it the way that they went for it, man, it's uh, uh, like you said. I mean, it, I thought it was, I thought it was close too. Um, but uh, I mean, man, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I feel like that's one of those fights that maybe there's folks that didn't watch it, you know? Because literally, like I told you. I, 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 I train on Friday nights now, and uh, afterward we went out and we were we were watching the fight shooting pool. But when that fight happened, nobody was shooting pool. <laughs> Everybody was watching that fight. You know what I mean? Because it was so just so amazing. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, like I, I always give uh, a credit when he's on here and and uh, you know, when we're not recording, when I talk about him, I mean the guy definitely he never not brings it. So that's definitely uh that's definitely a guy that Bellator needs to take care of.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, the second round again was close. I I scored it for a while. And then the third round, you know, with with basically kind of the fight on the line uh, with about, oh, I don't know, two and a half minutes or so left maybe in the fight, he went for a takedown, um, which was a little bit of a surprise. His corner, I believe, was calling for it. You know, there was so much chaos going on. I'm not going to try to act like I remember exactly what what everybody was yelling, but I I Mm -hmm. believe I remember his corner calling for a takedown. He shot in uh, for a single leg, and, and Gertz was able to defend. Um, I'm a big fan of Jason Herzog. It did look like uh, Awad took some shots to the back of the head while on the ground.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and I know, uh, I know Sayed, uh, was complaining to him about that. Uh, when I rewatched it, it wasn't as, as blatant as, as it seemed live, but, um, I would definitely say he took a few, you know, I think that's what really swayed the judges the last, uh, you know, once he got back to his feet, it was back to even again. I felt like this was a fight where, you know, he got into a firefight and uh, I, honestly, his reach kind of hurt him. Mm. I feel like in the exchanges, uh, you know when a wad would land three punches, Gertz was getting off that fourth. And I don't know if that has anything to do with your arm reach or it just seemed like his punches were a little bit uh, more compact and he was able to kind of land that that defining punch in the when, when they went at it into a, into a big uh, you know when they were brawling and it was you know, okay, we're gonna each throw five punches. I felt like Gertz got that last punch in. Um, in a lot of those, uh, in a lot of those confrontations and, you know, uh, just a great fight. Yeah. You know, I saw Twitter blowing up. I saw people going, Hey, turn on Bellator, you know, craziness going down in the cage tonight, uh, stuff like that. I, I don't think it's going to hurt them. I think it's a great fight for, Oh no,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know? Definitely. And it's definitely one of those things that's like, um, you know, uh, funny, obviously they weren't supposed to be the main event. And uh, you, if they're if they're on the if they're on a, a future card facing each other, they're most likely gonna be the main event without you know without it having to do with anybody falling off the card. It'll be them, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean that's fine. Um, I feel like put those guys on the opening bout of a huge card. You know, it, I we know uh, they announced yesterday. Or I believe it was yesterday. They're coming to MSG on on June fourteenth. Yeah. You know, to me, that's the fight. That's a great opening opening card you know opening fight on a on a big five fight six fight main card yeah you know really get the crowd into it you know give them give them a big spotlight i mean those guys both of those guys have really put a lot of their career in on the on the smaller you know indian reservation yeah definitely you know, be
1: on the main card yeah you yeah. know let
0: let those guys bang it out in front of you know 10 15, people and i think uh i think they both deserve it i mean both you know when you when both guys go in there and risk life and limb to put on a show knowing the situation that they were last minute main event um perhaps the card hadn't lived up to the complete hype with the violence getting to that point and and to go out there and, and really just bring the event home uh was 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 awesome and you know and to see two guys really go at it and and do damage to each other, but nobody, nobody suffer any kind of, uh, catastrophic injury. Both guys seem like they'll be able to walk out of there and fight again in a couple months. So yeah. just a great fight. Anybody who hasn't seen it, I recommend that they, they catch that. I don't know if that's on the Bellator app. I'm not exactly sure how all their replays work, but, uh, I easily a top 10 fight that we've seen this year in mixed martial arts. Yeah. Um, so that ended and then that took us to Saturday and we got an earlier start time than usual uh, due to the ESPN, you know, got a compliment. ESPN were compliments <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, love
1: and it. Love it. <laughs> for,
0: for you East Coast guys getting yeah. the, the 4, uh, I think it was the 4 p.m. main card start. Well, 7 yeah, yeah. p.m. for you, 4 p.m. for me. Yeah, um, yeah. I obviously don't mind it. It happens during the day. It's, uh, it's great. But uh, it's nice to see them doing that. No reason to have you guys starting 10 o'clock.
1: Uh, Hell no. So, you know how you just have to get <laughs> iced coffee and shit just to stay up for those things? Yeah. Or take, I mean, take take a nap and then go out like even with the pay per views, I have to I, I take I have to take a nap before I go out to watch it at a bar. Which is crazy. Yeah, I
0: mean and that was the same thing for me being in Nashville, you know, two weeks ago. Uh having the main card actually start at seven o'clock local time instead of uh what normally would have been nine o'clock. So it just makes more sense for a fight night when there's when they can uh when they can kind of flex the time. Yeah. With that said, uh Ooh man uh <laughs> No, the night didn't start off completely violent, but it sure as hell. Ended.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Uh, you know, I, I would say the the uh, you know not in a violent fight per se, but Michelle Watterson put on an extremely good performance. Yeah, I both of us picked her to win. Yeah, uh, going into that which, fight,
1: which is weird because she was the underdog. But obviously, I mean, I think uh, from what I I saw the highlights of it. I know I told you I didn't catch it because I I. I I switched locations when I was watching it. I did catch the main event. Um I'm actually if folks watching the video of this, I have it playing uh in the background right now. That's what my eyes are on. But um so she uh she showed a lot of like uh I guess in, in uh in boxing they refer to it as ring generalship. <laughs> she showed she showed a lot of like just being smarter in there and, and, and doing what she has to do. Obviously if she knows she's not gonna get a, a win, but she knows she can outscore somebody with control and, 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 output and stuff like that. So she's definitely, uh, I mean, I think that's when you, it shows that when your mind gets to a championship level, you know, if, if, if a finish seems like it's out of the picture for you, you find another way to win. I mean, if you have to do it on the cards and you do it on the cards.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that's kind of what we both said when we were predicting the fight. I mean, I, I, felt like her, her veteran level would just kind of step up and she would, she would really use her mind to figure out how to win this fight we didn't know how Carolina would recover after her big knockout. She made it through the fight. Um, but it it just, you know, Watterson's awkward karate style of striking seemed to throw her off. And then, uh, she used some great trip takedowns and, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that to really, to really kind of mix in the the mixed martial arts aspect of the fight. And, uh, just, just, I mean, just a great performance by her. I, I, she came in the rent fight, I believe ranked number nine. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what they're gonna do as far as title fights down the line after uh yeah after the upcoming championship fight with uh Nammi and
1: uh and
0: but uh you know and i know uh I know Yunes has a pretty dominant win over Watterson already, but uh she's obviously marketable and if you're gonna if you're e s p n and you wanna strike while it's hot. Uh, she's one to uh slide into a main yeah.
1: event uh, yeah i mean i think a lot of people too forget that she was she used to be a champ at Invicta was she like the Adamway champ or something like she that she was that the
0: 105 pounds champ yeah, yeah
1: so i mean you know that's just a testament to a, a lot of the top female i mean everyone knows that that uh, the the UFC gets a lot of their female talent from Invicta um and that just goes to show you how big that talent pool is there you know like uh, if they held the title there they're 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 definitely worth uh, getting, you know, ranked in the, in the top 15, top 10 when they transition over to the UFC and, and putting on main cards like that.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, if you look at most of the top women in, in all the weight classes, they're all they're all from Invicta. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a time when more, most of them were in Invicta at the same time before the UFC really embraced the the women's MMA. And then they eventually opened up the 115 pound division, which, yeah. which brought over a lot of the 105 pound and 115 pound. And, even, and now that they have the 125 pound, it's uh, it, it's, they've, you know, Vic has kind of been uh, been taken over by the UFC in a sense. They're obviously developing a lot of talent, but they don't quite have the depth that they had a couple of years ago. But when you reach the top of the, the pinnacle there, you, uh, you're obviously, like you said, ready to, to make the move and, and, and make some waves in the UFC Mm -hmm. after that, the violence kind of started, uh, Josh Emmett, Michael Johnson, uh, Michael Johnson controlling most of the fight looking really good. Uh, and then with about 45 seconds left in the fight, he ran into a huge Chuck Liddell, like overhand, right. (laughs) And, uh, froze him solid, dropped him to the ground, like a, like a bag of ice and, uh, and just a, a devastating knockout, uh, one that Emmett really needed coming off of getting uh, brutalized himself in a devastating knockout by, uh, by Stevens. I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, it's weird watching Michael Johnson. Some of these times, you know, he's, he's got wins over guys like Ferguson and, and Poirier and and stuff like that. And then, you know, watching this fight, I was just impressed by how good he looked. And then, and then there it comes, you know, the, the, the hail Mary basically. And it, uh, you know, it puts him on kind of a, a, his record is, is slowly falling apart, but uh he still seems like when he's on his game he can he can hang and beat any of the any of the top guys in the division
1: yeah um is that what's on now I'm That's catching probably the
0: one probably the one catching up but yeah uh, but well you know we'll uh, but anyways yeah Emmett with a huge knockout uh and then your your uh, your east Coast boy david branch
1: oh please. <laughs> that was that was was hard to watch for me i mean you know i'm a david branch fan so it was hard to watch him i mean i literally i think that's when i finally got settled with my buddy uh that i was out with uh we we had the the fights switched over for us and uh literally when they switched over he was already you know locked into that guillotine and i was like oh come on man um i don't know man i mean he's up he's up there in age i i you know who knows what what he needs to to get back on track? I haven't. I mean, he hasn't been as active on social. I usually follow his social. That's what I was trying to look for when when uh, when you were talking about the last fight. But because uh, to see if he's put anything up, because it's like a lot of times he puts stuff up and it goes under the radar. Like when he wanted, uh, I just feel like maybe maybe uh, he wanted that fight with Jacare, you know, so bad, and then uh, he didn't get it, and then he took that other fight that kind of threw him off a schedule um i just i don't know i don't know man i mean it looks like it looks like i just brought up his I'm looking at it now it looks like he's uh he's in good spirits you know so yeah i I mean it it it, it, it happens i think the the shock was the submission i mean i don't think anybody in
0: the world thought he was going to get subbed uh being a, a black the black belt he is um I don't know. He's kind of at a tough spot in his career now. Obviously, he's pretty. Fa- I think he's fallen. He's fallen out of the rankings now in the middleweight division.
1: Yeah, he was up there, but yeah,
0: you know it. You know, people will look at it as a downgrade. But if I'm David Branch, I might be calling up the PFL and seeing if they got a spot in the two hundred five
2: uh,
0: <laughs> million dollar tournament. I mean, it's yeah. prize fighting, and he, he was their two hundred five pound champion in the World Series of Fighting before it took over. And and uh, I don't know, I. You know, it, it ain't going to hurt nobody to go win four or five fights in a row, win a million dollars and then come back to the UFC, you know, get, yeah. get a little momentum going. I, you know, obviously that probably won't happen, but uh, I, I. With that, with the PFL flashing that money out there and the new ESPN deal, I don't uh, I don't think it looks like a, too bad considering that the, the talent oh. pool is not is not they just, on par.
1: Yeah, I mean, they just finished their round three of of uh, of their roster selection, so it might be too late. Um, they're, I think they already have 68 fighters total, which is what all they want for this season. You know, there's always next season, but, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that contractually, I don't know where that put, put David branch in the UFC, you know, like I don't know if he renewed and, and there's still some fights left or whatever, but so we'll see. We just got to wait and see what happened. I just, you know, that fight with Rockhold, man, he was winning and then he lost and it was, I just feel like he's been trying to fight his way back up since, but he's definitely, I mean, the guy's one of the few earlier champ champs, you know, back when it was the world series of fighting had both titles, defended both titles. So, and I know we were talking about this before we started recording, but sometimes man, the wear and tear of, of the fights you put on, you can carry that with you. And maybe it's just starting to take its toll, man. I mean, this is a young man's and by young, I mean like there's dudes coming in 19 years old. So,
0: yeah, I mean, we are talking about David branch. We haven't even mentioned the, the, the guy who, beat him and jack hermanson is is an animal um yeah 19 and 4 now Uh on a on a huge run you know he's he again you know if, if he turns out to be uh what potentially he could be then it doesn't look like as bad of a loss but considering that it was so quick and it was a submission it'll be something that'll probably probably haunt branch for a little bit because i think he's gonna kick himself for not uh i mean obviously that's a move that probably only happens one every hundred fights that he, he's going to fight somebody on that level. So, yeah,
2: you
0: know, that was a surprise. And then it, uh, it brought us to the, the <laughs> what we've come to expect from Justin Gagey and, uh, and Edson Barboza, uh, just a uh, two and a half minutes of hell. Yeah. Just, just violence swinging. Uh, you know, Gagey pretty much controlled it. Uh, but with Barboza, you, you're never, you never know. I mean, his kicks and everything comes. Yeah, away.
1: you know what was funny is like we everybody said they're probably just gonna leg kick the hell out of each other, and literally like maybe the first twenty seconds of that fight was them leg kicking the hell out of each other. You know, I was uh, laughing about yeah. that too.
0: I mean, they were just snapping at each other yeah. legs, uh, and then and then Gagey caught him and put him out cold. Uh, first time I believe Barboza's ever been KO'd. Uh, two and a half minutes into round one. You know, I mean Gagey's just a uh, a money machine for the UFC if they're and that's the guy he
1: was him. afraid of like admittedly on record said he was uh, the fight he wanted because he was afraid of him was Barboza because he knew about the power of his kicks. I mean, not just the leg kicks body kicks, you know, obviously he's dropped a lot of people with it with that power in his legs. So that uh, Gagey wanted that fight when he got to the UFC kind of like to to conquer his own fear type of thing. And um, you saw he kind of hinted at it at the post fight. Uh, I know he did a few interviews, but the post fight, K, the one he did right in the cage, he said, "I, you know, I saw he, he talked about why he he just doesn't get and which it, it, it is a weird thing when you compete. Um, like you don't there's there's it, there's a weird focus. Like you don't get scared or you don't get nervous. And and some guys are like that uh, for competition. Um, I remember I, I asked uh, David Adiv, that when I was early back and when I was young and I competed in jiu because I used to not get nervous, but I was just really focused. And uh, the nerves usually, all the emotions and stuff come in after the fact, and that's when you start getting excited or whatever. And that seems to be the case with Jake Gaethje. So, I mean, hey, man, more power to him. I hope he can, I, I just hope he lasts, you know, long enough to fight for a title. If he if he fights for a title and doesn't defend it, he, I'm fine with that because he already defended enough at World Series of you know he's he's been a champion so if he gets if he get, if he gets the chance to get a belt here in the UFC I'm fine if he doesn't defend it because I I really don't want to see that guy like I don't know I just I don't want to see him like drooling and stuff when he's old
0: yeah i mean i don't know we've uh, we decided that we're not going to get into all the <laughs> the bs that's taking place with some of the guys at the top of the yeah. lightweight division so we're going to bypass that so i don't know exactly what what fights uh, he goes to? Um, obviously, we have Poirier and uh, Holloway coming yeah. up for the for yeah. the interim uh, lightweight belt. Uh, you know,
1: you know like, I, 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 yeah.
0: I I don't know what Gage <laughs> yet. You know, obviously he he uh, he already fought Poirier. Yeah.
1: Um. Wouldn't mind seeing it again.
0: No, but I feel like there's a lot of there's fights out there. Yeah. Ferguson. I don't know if Ferguson takes that fight because he's he probably feels like he's in line for a championship and, yeah. and, and we're probably rightfully. So, uh, the fight that's kind of been talked about the last couple of times has been Paul Felder. And I know Felder's not up there in the rankings with the, some of those guys, but that sounds like a hell of a fun fight to me.
1: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's actually the other interview that, I, that I listened to the audio on, um, you know, Felder spoke to him in the, in the posts, the, the backstage stuff after the, the fight. And, uh, Felder said that said it to him. He's like, I want to fight you next. And, and Gaethje was just like, you know, you don't want to do that to yourself. But, um, you know, uh, it just seems like uh, I, I mean, right, And the other thing Gaethje said, too, because rankings don't even matter anymore the way they're making fights. So, wow. I, mean, I mean, there's fighters, there's fighters that seem to be wanting to hold on to it. But if the fight's going to make money, it's going to make sense for, for the promotion, the way they've been doing things. I mean, not for nothing. You just mentioned the interim title fight for the lightweight division. And in my mind, I was like, two thoughts crossed my mind. A, did I forget that I heard that news? And B, I probably forgot that I heard that news because there's so many goddamn interim titles, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't know. I think the Felder fight, I think the winner of Cowboy, Raging Al is a good matchup, a fun matchup. So, I mean, there's a ton out there for yeah. Gagey um, if he needs to sit outside the top three or four and kind of let those guys settle it out and, figure out where things are going legally and, and, mm. you know, and, and, uh, and everything else. Uh Again, we're not going to, yeah. we're not going to get into that. So hate, but, he uh,
1: just, he just, he racked up another fight of the night bonus, which was just like, of course he did, you know?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, make that money, man. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> tremendous. I, yeah. I, there's really nothing you can say about it. I mean, he's one of those, one of the few people right now in the world of mixed martial arts where you, you'd pay your money to go watch him fight every time yeah. and know, and, and know you're going to get your money's worth. I mean, I don't even think it's possible for him to have a boring fight um, short of them deciding to give him like, you know, uh, 85 or who decides to lay on him. <laughs> or yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. anybody, anybody one seventy 70 and down, I can't even imagine it, it being a, uh, a, a slow fight or a, a something that you wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be happy to pay money to watch. And you know, the most of his fights have been free on TV. So, that's been uh, been pretty crazy. And I feel like in the ESPN world uh, with SportsCenter, and everything he could uh, he could end up becoming quite the quite the name brand for the next, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, as long as his career decides to. They
1: went keep up. I saw some stats a st- statistic about that with the, the viewership. So like like uh, not the not comparatively since all the with all the ESPN red cards or, or any any. MMA that's been on ESPN since the, the the crossover happened at the beginning of this year. This uh they said it averaged 886,000 but it still peaked at 1.4 million when uh when that fight happened. So, I mean, it's still better than anything ever, ever on on Fox and and I mean, not for nothing. I'm not going to I'm not going to keep mentioning my whole gripe with plus, but I mean, obviously you're drawing in eyeballs here. I mean, I don't know what you're getting on ESPN Plus, but obviously, p- folks are tuning in.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the new ESPN numbers are pretty low. I don't think they can be really happy with those. I mean, it is, it's, it's what they would get on. Uh, I mean, it's not far from the Fox stuff right now, and I, but I think that that's you had the NCAA tournament. There was some stuff yeah. going up against it. The yeah. um, peak of 1.4 million solid. I, I think, you know, you had the initial jump. Obviously, Kane Velasquez is a big draw. Yeah. For, for new fans and old fans. Um, plus, the, the Mexican market is is obviously uh, big on him. And you get two heavyweights, two big heavyweights, and you got him and Nganu throwing down. It's going to draw, you know, when the heavyweights are on, they're going to be a big draw. Um, so we'll see what happens. I don't trust any of the ESPN Plus numbers. I have a hard time believing the subscription numbers that they're trying to sell. Um, I don't know anybody who even has it. uh, and and when i'm hearing people like you and and some other big big fight fans that i know refusing to pay for it or and and stuff like that it uh it's uh it's it can't be i just have a hard time believing that you know these millions of people are 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 buying it so we'll see what happens um be curious to see the pay-per-view numbers we'll never see them but uh, i think we'll at least get an idea publicly. Uh, through Twitter and and talking to people yeah. who normally watch the fights, you know I think we're going to get back to the era where uh, you're going to ask a friend about the the fight, you know how they see the fight, and they're not even going to know it happened.
1: Yeah, you know, bars I, bars will get busier. Even if it's like it won't have that Conor Rousey effect where you know bars were packed only for their pay per views. I think I think you'll find you'll probably find more fight fans at bars uh, for pay per views if you have to go through their paywall to pay for a pay per view.
0: Yeah, and, and the only thing that really could change that is potentially ESPN. ESPN obviously carries a ton of weight and can promote the hell out of stuff. Mm. So that might be something that makes up for the, you know, the the lack of, uh, you know, ability to get it on pay per view. They they might be able to open up a lot more eyes to people, uh, to at least let them know how to get it and where it's at. Uh, whereas Fox um, didn't ever see, didn't really have the the name brand or the, or the carry to, to do that. It didn't seem like so there's that. Uh, so that was UFC. So we had the great Bellator main event. We had a couple outstanding knockouts in UFC uh, for some of us, hardcore fans. We stayed up all night uh, watching the one card uh, fun card. I a uh, couple surprises. Um, you know, I'm not going to go through the whole card. Uh, Gary Tonin, uh just demolished his opponent four minutes of just total domination finished it off with a TKO and ground and pound. Uh, he stays undefeated and, uh, really a, a potential future star in MMA. Yeah. Uh, you have to see how, when his chin, when his chin gets checked, how all that holds up and how he reacts, maybe to tasting a bunch of his own blood. But, uh, I have no reason to believe that he's, uh, he's not going to be a big fish in the, in this pond here. So, uh, there's that uh, surprise of the night. Eddie Alvarez came in and got knocked out four minutes into the first round by Timofey uh, Timothy Um uh, Not a lot of people knew uh, who, who Nastyukin was coming into this fight, but uh, they know who he is now. Uh, pretty much wrecked Eddie from the opening bell, uh, controlled the fight. It seemed like uh, Alvarez was just off his game. I don't know how much that had to do with nastyukin but, uh, eventually he got him up against the cage bat, battered him up damaged his eye and 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 Eddie uh and Eddie basically just crumbled into the corner and and the ref stopped
1: it yeah that that's the the fight i was talking about where I, right made that comment about just the accumulation of damage uh you know when we were talking about branch i mean that's that's the fight we were talking about before we started recording so i mean i don't know i mean the, uh i one of the motivations he said he had was uh you know not not resigning with the ufc and going to one Was that he? You know, it's the it's the one title he hasn't held yet, and uh, I mean, rough start if if that's what the goal is. But it it was his first fight there, so maybe uh you know maybe that's just how sometimes like they talk about octagon jitters for the UFC. I mean, one is pretty big. I mean, you know, on that side of the world. So and and it it was a pretty big card considering that they had it. That's what I have queued up next here is, is the one card um you know they have the the partnership with Turner Broadcasting where you can catch it uh, after the fact so um and through the uh the BR live uh, app so a lot lots of stuff happening in MMA all over and uh, that was a big one for them obviously it was one of their bigger cards so um uh, maybe maybe it just uh i mean maybe it could be weight on his shoulders or the acclimating to going to that side of the world and all the media he had to do you know because i know he did stuff here and then had to go over there I, I honestly don't know how fighters do it half the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, that might have something to do with it. It might have had something that his opponent was just better than people gave him credit for. Yeah, Um. we always, you know, when you live in kind of the UFC world, people act like when you leave the UFC, you're you're leaving yeah. top competition. And I mean, I think this event pretty much proved that there's top competition all over the world. And, and yeah. a bunch of it is in one fighting after that fight. Demetrius Johnson made his debut um, he was able to get the win in the first, uh, actually in the second round, two and a half yeah. minutes into the second round. He got a guillotine thigh,
1: choke, tight guillotine.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but his opponent Wakamatsu, a uh, Pancrase champion. I mean he he brought it he brought it to Demetrius and uh, and, and I mean the first round was outstanding. Uh, he eventually got outclassed. Um, Johnson, one of the all time greats of this sport, mm-hmm. uh, was able to get the win. But I mean Wakamatsu. It, to me, his, uh, his stock rose, even in the loss Johnson moves on in the, uh, in the, in the featherweight, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the flyweight tournament. Um, uh, after that, I honestly fell asleep at that point. That was about <laughs> 3, 345, yeah. 4 AM my time. Yeah. Wow. Woke up the next morning and caught the, uh, the title fights. Uh, one of my favorite guys who's never fought in the UFC and one of the best fighters who's never fought in the UFC Bibiana Fernandez, a, uh, a jujitsu ace uh, got his title back from Kevin Bellington and the, in their, in their trilogy fight. Um, unfortunately it was, uh, it was due to disqualification and, uh, from some elbows to the back of the head. Uh, I'm tempted to bite my lip on it, but I feel like Bibiano, uh, kind of looked for an easy way out of this one. Um, mm. I have no room to say that never having been a fighter, but from, uh, from my perspective, watching it, um, I always find it interesting when a guy takes a couple illegal shots and he acts like he's been shot with a sniper rifle. Um, But if they stand in the middle of the ring and hit each other in the face 38 times, uh, he keeps going. So, uh, you know, again, uh, one of my favorite fighters, I don't know. uh, He's got the belt now. Uh, I guess the imagine they'll have a rematch or a fourth fight, Um, but is what it is. Um, And then, and then uh, to me, the, the notable, the main event, uh, Shinya Aoki got back his belt in a rematch with uh, Edward Foyang um, and dominated round one, arm triangle choke, Aoki did the Aoki thing in front of the Japan crowd uh, again, one of the greats that never fought in the UFC, he moves to 48 and 3 with, uh, with losses to really only notable fighters like Ben Askren uh, Mok Sakurai Joachim Hansen, uh, and names like that. Uh, So, great night for one. Uh, I know I saw people that were there seem to really enjoy the card, uh, and I look forward to their next one. Uh, I I don't know when they're coming back to Japan. I think they got something planned roughly for later this year, but uh, the more more Asian MMA, the more better the, the world of MMA is. So... And that brings us to this weekend. There's not a lot of MMA action, but uh, this Tuesday, uh, you were out at the
1: uh, yeah <laughs>
0: at the at the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship open workouts. So I didn't I didn't even know that was going down. I thought you had some kind of media uh, obligation, but I didn't realize it was for that until I started seeing your videos and some of the news. Oh, I, up th- on I the thought letter. I told
1: you because we usually record this Tuesday night. I thought I told you it was for that.
0: I, but... You said you had a media obligation stuff or something like that, but I, I didn't realize it was for the bare knuckle oh, i uh yeah. i feel you know i feel like you know that's something i've caught all of their epic all of their shows up until this point but uh uh now that you're kind of getting into the the bare knuckle world out there uh
1: yeah. hanging
0: out with the, the rumbles and poly nazis <laughs> and stuff what was your what was your take from that open well, workout
1: i mean uh so i went out there um we got the press release uh like that friday or whatever i forgot i think i i, I don't remember when i messaged you for because I thought I, I really thought I told you about it. Sorry I didn't give you the detail. I know from the train I think I might have texted you the details for sure. But either way, um, so yeah, I went out there for mymmanews.com. So everything I went I went out there for them to cover the open workout because um, they cover bare bare knuckle boxing a lot, and um, so all the stuff I did from that event you can read about there. Um, I'll schedule it like before the event on Twitter too if if you're following me on Twitter. But um, yeah, I mean. It, so it was in Manhattan um at Mendez Boxing and um you know it was underground so I didn't have the best reception I actually couldn't start sending stuff out right away but um weird like just seemed like your regular media bo- you know it's weird because it's it's not really boxing it's cuz it's bare knuckle boxing so uh, there's obviously a different vibe to it just not like I've been to boxing stuff here in New York before so there's de- there's definitely a a demographic and a weird vibe when you go to uh boxing stuff in New York, but I didn't get that when I, when I went there for this and um, which is one of the things that one of the, I actually lost a few followers for writing this goddamn article. The first article I wrote was on Paulie Malignaggi and how I thought he deserves some credit because he's actually doing, you know, he's stepping out of his comfort zone. It's, I know it's still boxing, but it's bare knuckle boxing. There's things he has to do differently. You know, there's a lot of MMA guys here that they're not that are not coming from boxing. You're actually you're going against different styles with 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 limited rule sets still. But these guys, you know, there's guys that are coming at you with different things. And um, if you watch his, his, it was supposed to be media for Malinaji and then the open workout for Artem Lobov. And obviously, when they crossed each other, that all <laughs> went to that all went to crap. So Malinaji was there first. He did the about a 20-minute uh, media. He did, did Q&A with, with us. That's up. all of this stuff from that day is on the Blog Board uh YouTube channel, by the way. Um, so if you look at, at that video from my point of view, I was to Malinaji's left. If you're facing him, it will be like kind of like the far right. Um, he took questions. He answered them all. Uh, and then uh, somebody warned him that Lobov was coming in. So he said, then let me leave. But uh, there's only one way in and out of that place. <laughs> So they cross each other, and it's going up and downstairs. So they cross each other, and um, you've seen enough uh, media scrums and stuff. Like I was like, all right, you know, I'm not expecting much to happen here, so I don't want to lose my spot in this this designated area for media. So as I'm looking down at my camera to save, to save the the stuff we I just shot, all all of a sudden I hear I hear talking, and I'm like, yeah, they're just saying stuff. Next thing you know. People are being pulled apart, and uh, uh, I did tweet that video. My, my phone was messed up. but I ran over to record something, and um, they were already broken apart. So I didn't see who got hit or who did what first. I actually didn't see the video. There's a really good video, actually, that um, if you go on bareknuckle.tv, their guy's video is the best one that where you see that uh, Malinaji struck him, slapped him first. So, But it was weird because from my point of view, uh left eye had like a red mark so that's why when I spoke to I spoke to Lobov immediately after um like they pulled him apart they pulled him towards uh, where the media was being done and then you know Malinaji said everything that you saw him say and then uh uh they did uh, uh Lobov did like maybe 7 minutes of of media then they put him in the ring cuz he was supposed to work out so they put him in the ring and that's when I got to him. And uh, I actually have pretty, the video's up on the YouTube channel, but the audio's pretty clear. So I'll attach that to the end of uh, our our segment of the show. I'll attach his audio. And I actually spoke to Rumble, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson's uh, head of fighter relations there. So I spoke to him, both of them, right after. So that audio will be attached to this podcast as well. But, um, I mean, it, it was just, it went, it, I'll quote uh, David Feldman, who's the promoter, the president of BKFC. I'll quote him and say, uh, obviously things took a turn, but um, one of the things Rumble said, I mean, you'd be damned if you don't want to see that fight now. Coincidentally, a lot of people think that's the, the fight that this weekend, but it's not. It's is Lobov is fighting Jason Knight on the main event of BKFC five. So, uh, but that's, they're looking at whoever wins will probably get Malinaji in June is what, is what my understanding is.
0: Yeah, I think pretty much no matter what happens, Lobov's fighting Malinovsky. I don't. Think, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think a new yeah. promotion like this would let that fight slip away, uh, unless Lobov just gets decapitated, which yeah. could happen. Um, Jason Knight is no joke. Um, I'm kind of surprised, honestly, how he's flown under the radar uh, coming into this fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's hard to to handicap bare knuckle boxing. Um, Maybe you gotta go with Lobov because he's known for a little bit heavier hands, but uh but Knight could easily be much quicker and more technical and and, and take this fight
1: uh, take this fight yeah. easy if uh if, You know you what's know. weird is is like the take on Knight from both Malinaji and Lobov because that was one of the questions that was asked at the uh, at the media day. Um they both have the, I mean, because obviously they're coming from MMA, they both have this this uh this this belief that they don't know about his striking because they they both consider him like a ground guy, a jiu-jitsu guy. But, I mean, obviously, if he's coming to bare-knuckle boxing, he's got to come with a hefty level of striking skill that you would think. I don't think the promotion is just going to sign, you know, anybody. You know what I mean? Just because they want bodies. I, I'm pretty sure that there's a, there's a they want to see enough footage and, and fights. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, well, I'm sure. I mean, all these guys are going to be able to throw hands. Um, I mean, I know Jason Knight's a really good submission guy, too. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you look down the card, most of the guys um, that, that are MMA base are, are you know, strikers. Yeah. Or, you know, are mainly strikers. Chris Lieben, Johnny Bedford. Um,
1: Justin Baseman is on that card.
0: Justin Baseman, Chase Sherman, uh, fighting Sam Shoemaker, yeah. one, of the, uh, one of the staples of bare knuckle fighting. And in the lone heavyweight bout of the night, uh, Isaac Valley Flag. Yeah, uh, on the card, uh, Christina Faria, co-main event against Britton Hart, you know, in a female match, female fight. Um, I don't know, man. I've always enjoyed the bare knuckle fight uh, events. They've had four events so far. Uh, I'd say three of the four were uh, were probably you know eight rating or higher. Um, one of the events was a little bit slow. Uh, I think it was the second one. Uh, but uh, you know, that's on the Fight TV app. Uh, so uh, it's a little bit heavy on price. I think it's twenty nine ninety nine.
1: Yeah, the My prelims pre- are free though. I think when I looked, the schedule. two
0: free prelims are usually free. Um, I don't really recognize any of the names uh, on those fights. Looks like they have a female fight and then a, a male yeah. fight. No, no weight listed. But um, but yeah, uh, you know, like I said, it's kind of a slow week. Uh, other than that, I know Quintet is on uh, late Saturday night on so all, all uh, US ladies fight card. Pass. Yeah all-female quintet, so that could be interesting uh, for the late-night dwellers of of uh, MMA fandom. But uh, other than that, I think the uh, the bare knuckle is going to kind of carry the uh, yeah. torch this weekend. And, and I wonder if have they lot planned lot it. Like, like,
1: I wonder if they planned it, like, looked at schedules and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I don't know how much you can plan it
1: uh, yeah.
0: just because there's so much MMA going on right now. Uh, but it really worked out for them. Yeah. If, if they planned it, great. If it's pure luck... But uh, I feel like the eyes of the fight world are, are, are pretty much on them. So uh, I imagine they'll have a pretty good buy rate. Uh, and, uh, you know, for a younger organization like them, even the people that are streaming the fights and stuff, yeah. just just getting the name out there and, and, and getting people's eyeballs on the event has got to be a, a positive. So
1: Yeah. And um, just uh, uh, like I said, uh, all, all the video from that media day is on there. So there's a lot of quick – Questions and a- answered about the weekend too that are on the video. Um, just f- for folks with sensitive ears, Lobov, <laughs> Lobov drops motherfuckers like he's Richard Pryor. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know, I don't know what where he got that from, but uh, I never even noticed it in the past. But having him all heated and excited, he, even when I spoke to him, he must have dropped two or three motherfuckers. He even called his boss a motherfucker at the at the uh, <laughs> when he was talking about what happened, which I found hilarious. I mean, I, I literally have been laughing all week about it. I mean, you know my buddy Jeff. I've been quoting stuff to Jeff about it because I sent him the videos too. And I'm just like, I, I mean, I, I, it's weird, but I am I think I'm a fan of both Malinazzi and Lobov now.
0: No, I mean, it'll be a fun <laughs> fight. It's one yeah. of those fights where they, they seem to really not like each other. And, and uh, you know, we haven't uh, – well, I'll stay away from the other – the UFC stuff. <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we haven't got to that level yeah. of stuff yet, so
1: – this is uh, yeah fun you know this is more fun this is the type of trash talk that's all right you don't you don't have to take it to the level that some other folks are taking it out there
0: yeah I think that that's right I think that this is kind of the fun promotion two guys who don't like each other but we haven't got to the point where uh, where we're getting violent and, 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 and uh, possibly bringing in other aspects of uh, of non-fight related stuff that, that could really harm the sport or or the people involved so uh with that said uh look forward to your interviews that'll be playing after the show uh artem lobov and anthony rumble johnson fans can always follow us at combat hour uh on twitter you can follow me at mma hawk 21 on twitter and instagram you can catch ed at carbazal on twitter and at carb on instagram uh hopefully we get some bloody bare knuckle fights and uh look forward to Talking to you next week uh, about how this all goes down and uh, and what fights they're looking to set up after this event.
1: Cool. See you next week. Did you land? Uh, or you didn't I, throw I didn't anything. You know just like I said, I was in the car on the yeah. way
2: over here, and the president of Bare Knuckle, the guys that are paying me, they're like, "Look, man." Whatever happens, please do not touch this guy. You know, uh, you know, we don't want nothing to happen here. So, yeah. so I look, you have my word. I'm not going for it. You know what I mean? But then, whatever happened, happened, and then, you know what I mean? That's it then. That. But that was, I came in here as a Fair enough. It makes sense. Why fight now when it's for free? Let's wait till you know yeah. the time comes, and then we're gonna do it. So that's what I did. You know what I mean? So
1: when when did you get uh when did you get stateside? When did I get...
2: Oh, to, I got here yesterday.
1: Yesterday? Yeah, and here then, yesterday,
2: and I'm flying tonight over to Mississippi.
1: How do you feel for, for the feel fight? I feel great. Yeah.
2: I feel amazing. Honestly, I'm a professional. I've done this so many times, you know. And this one, many people don't understand. All my fights have been real fights. Yeah. So the experience that I have, very few people have. Because, you know, it's different... It's, it's always hard to walk in under the, the, the bright lights. But it's even harder to do it against a guy that is there to win as well mm-hmm. and that knows how to win. That's a true fighter. Yeah. That's a very different experience. Anybody will tell you that. And I've done it in every single fight. So I've got so much experience. This is all nothing to me. Yeah. I just love it.
1: Is there anything you're doing as far as, like, I asked him the same thing. As far as, I mean, you're probably more conditioned and used to it with the four ounce gloves yeah. versus boxing gloves. So like uh, one thing that I th- I feel like people coming from boxing would be concerned with is breaking their hands. Is there anything you're doing different like to condition your hands or?
2: You know, or, you will not believe this, but back in the day, I, I, I never actually, not just back in the day, but always, I never wrap my hands. Mm. I used to have fights with the commission backstage because they're making me try and rub my hands and I don't want to rub my hands. Yeah. I wouldn't because look at these hammers. Why yeah. the fuck would you wrap them back, up? Never, so that's nothing new to me. Now they say no rub." Well, finally, I am finally free. Freedom.
1: So you do like knuckle push-ups and all that stuff to keep your hands harder. Because uh, you, well, you did karate or no? You don't right?
2: need to. Made in Soviet Union.
1: Okay. No. So so no karate or nothing like that. No Makarara board. No, nothing. Nothing? No of that. All right. Cool. Thank you. Hey So what's what your official title for with the promotion is what?
3: Oh, I'm uh, head of fighter relations for. Uh,
1: so does that include breaking up stuff like yeah, I that? Guess
3: so. <laughs> I guess that's part of the, the script. But uh, yeah, we, none of us expected that. Yeah. We should have at the same time. But uh, it, was, it was fun to see. <laughs> you know, you had some little, little animosities there and building up the fight. I just hope, uh, like, like, like Paul said, it'll be the best man win between Jason yeah. and uh, Artem. But I mean, at this point now, we all want to see Artem and, and Paul's
1: fight. Any word from Jason as far as like, I mean, obviously they're having them face off before that fight even happens. Is anybody upset about that or bothered by that?
3: That's not my decision, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm just here, I'm on board, but at the end of the day, David had the final say But why not? Artem was flying in from wherever he's flying in, flying in from Ireland whatever. whatever. Yeah. Um, Paulie lives up here, so it's just kind of it's meant to happen that way, but we just didn't expect all the extra extracurricular activities.
1: And then the colorful language to describe executives in the- <laughs> But uh, I mean, I guess that's heated tempers and stuff, would you seem to calm Paulie down pretty quickly. Was he? Uh, he well, seems as
3: a as a as a man that's been in this sport for a while. You you know, fighters respect each other for yeah. the most part. Even though Artem and Paulie probably don't like each other right now, yeah. at the end of the day, they they, they they know that they're they're warriors and they have, they respect each other as far as that level. You know, on the other personal side, I don't know. You know obviously, it seems like they don't. But,
1: um, you going with them Saturday to Mississippi? Yeah,
3: yeah, I'll be there. I'll be at the fight. and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them. But, um, yeah, these two are just very colorful guys, man. So It makes it worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, it gives you something to look forward to. That's, we always want something to look forward to, so why not have those two meet up right here just to hype it up even more? Because guess what? This happened. Paul was probably going to be in Mississippi at the fight. Um, yeah, he you know said he was. Saying? That's just going to make even more roughness for the organization because if Autumn wins, guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna talk so much shit to <laughs> Pauly. Pauly probably won't even know what to do with himself after so much shit Autumn's gonna talk. But it's worth. You, know, you gotta get people going.
1: Cool. All right. Thank you.